everybody. This is Joanna Schaffner-Scott, and you are listening to the Race in the Workplace podcast, a show for DEI organizational leaders that explores race, racism, and racial equity in the workplace. I am a racial equity consultant and founder of the Stamey Street Consulting Group, a consulting firm that specializes in partnering with organizations to help them meet their racial equity aspirations. My goal for you is to move your organization from being colorblind to equity-centered through sustainable step-by-step changes. Hi, it's Joanna Schaffner-Scott here. I am so excited to be with you today. Thank you for allowing me to join you in your day, no matter when you're listening. In this week's episode, I'd like to explore the importance of having a strong equity why to anchor your organization's equity approach. Unless people understand the why of racial equity, it is hard to get them to execute the how. The why should drive an organization's work, and having a clear shared sense of why is essential for moving people forward in their journey. Without a shared sense of why, organizations can get stuck and remain that way for a long time, sometimes spinning in the same place for years. Folks who are listening may have had this experience if you've led DEI in more than one organization. Organizations that find themselves stuck because they lack a clear why can be having the same conversations over and over and never move forward. Does this describe your organization? If it does, it might be time to pause the work you're doing, DEI leads, and circle back and be sure that you have a shared understanding of why racial equity matters in your company, your nonprofit, government agency, or philanthropy. Okay, so as I dig into this week's episode, you may be saying, Joanna, this is such a simple concept. Come on. (laughs) Of course, we have a shared why. We have a strong sense of justice in our work. We work with organizations that have been historically marginalized, or we work with people who have been historically marginalized, and we know this. We have a shared why. I would say I invite you to stay with me because that is wonderful. That's great. And having that shared sense of doing good in the world is important. However, I would push that question a step further and say, how is that sense of justice operationalized in your organization? How is it reflected in everyday work? How is it reflected in the expectations of staff? And is that the experience of everyone who works in your organization? So it's layered, but I'm excited to get into this with you because this is one of my favorite topics. So let's get into it. As we start this conversation, or as I start this conversation with you, I think it's important for you to know that there are two fundamentals that guide my work with clients. And I think they're really important for this conversation. The first is adopting racial equity as a practice is everyone's job. That means whatever a person's role is in an organization, there are actions that they can take to help the organization be more equitable, no matter what you do. The second fundamental that guides my work with clients is that racially equitable practices should cut across an organization's work, both internally and externally. So in other words, to be the most effective, equitable practices should be utilized in different parts of the organization, whether in internally facing operations, accounting, and payroll, or to your externally facing communications policy or outreach work, or if you do direct service, that experience with clients one-to-one. 
So those are two fundamentals that guide my work. And I think they're important for this conversation on naming your organization's equity why. By the way, I will put all the resources that I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And you can find the show notes for this episode, which is episode seven on my website, samystreet.com episode written all the way out, 007. Okay, let's dig into it. So DEI leads, in this episode, I want to offer strategies for naming your organizational equity why. When there's no shared understanding of why racial equity matters to an organization or in an organization's work, no matter what kind of organization, it can stymie the growth of the work and it can make the maturity of the work occur at a slower pace, which can be frustrating for staff because generally people who work in organizations come into organizations with different levels of knowledge, different connectedness to the work anyway. So not having a shared sense of why racial equity as a practice matters can be a stumbling block for folks because they're not sure what's expected of them and they're not sure why it matters in their organization. So when I say stymie, just want to be clear on that, I mean that there's not a forward progression and because of that, the work spins or people are unclear what's expected of them. So to get concrete, because y'all know I'm about the practical, there are three signs that an organization doesn't have a shared equity why. Three signs. So lean in, come back to me if you're multitasking. Number one, there's no through line in terms of approach. So that means that there's not a consistent approach to the work that cuts across the organizational functions. That's the first sign, that there's no through line. A second sign is an organization may have a shared sense of why racial equity as a topic is important, such as the justice example that I mentioned ago. But different teams may use different approaches as a way of moving the needle within their organization. So because different teams in this example are using different approaches, you've got an unevenness across the teams. So for in a large organization, for example, you might have an outreach team that's very far along in their journey, and they may be using a particular theory of change. They may be using particular tools to guide their work. They may be using a particular narrative to frame their work. And maybe that's different than other parts of the organization, like communications or policy teams, for example. So that second sign is organizations have teams that use different approaches. The third sign is individuals may be using different approaches in their everyday work. And this is particularly the case, I think, in terms of small teams. So where you've got individuals who care deeply about the topic, deeply about the organization's work in this space. So they're doing what they know and using theories that they know, and they're using their own experience to guide them because there's not a strategy that they're working toward. It doesn't feed up into a strategy. So the takeaway here, as I share these three signs, is that there's not a through line that leads up into a shared strategy. When there's a shared strategy that's in place, everyone's work feeds into it, even if everyone's work looks different. So in other words, the way equitable approaches look in finance is very different than the way it looks in direct service. So those strategies may differ, the tactics may differ, but they're all feeding into a singular strategy. So when that's absent, that's a big indicator that there's not a shared why. So as a result of the actions and activities that I just listed in the three signs of not having a shared why, 
As a result, people tend to have the same conversation over and over again, which can be extraordinarily frustrating. And I've had that experience myself. And that can be really frustrating. And so that could look like kind of having that same conversation within their respective projects about what equity looks like. It could be having the same conversation about what the organization's work is, what the organization's role is. If it's an organization that works in community, how the organization is going to work in community, but having those conversations over and over and not moving forward. And one other thing that I think is really important in terms of having the same conversation over and over, it's having the same conversation over and over as you're thinking about existing work, but it's also having the same conversation when there's new decisions. So because there's not a shared sense of why, then these conversations rewind every time there's a new opportunity. And of course, that can be super frustrating. And I think along that similar line is it's also really frustrating when people aren't sure what is expected of them. And when there's not a shared sense of why that feeds up into a strategy, people sometimes don't know. And that can be a source of frustration. Okay, how do you move forward? So I want to share three action steps that you can take to move your organization forward if you realize that there isn't a shared sense of why. So let's say you're listening to what I'm saying and you're like, Joanna, there's not, I think this is us. All right, so here's three things you can do and you can start right now. Action step number one, stop what you are doing. Chances are it is incredibly frustrating to both you as a practitioner and the work that you lead. So this is a great moment to pause. There's a lot of learning in the pause. At least that's been my experience. So this is a great time to pause. Action step number two, get clear on your why. And it's never too late to start this. No matter how long you've been in the journey, no matter how long you've been in the work, it's never too late to do this. So get clear on the why. Take a look at the underlying why of the activity that's happening within your organizations. Chances are there are a range of activities occurring and they're likely not connected to one strategic vision. This is the work to take up at this moment. And this is, it's okay. I don't say this from a judgmental place. I say it from a place of get moving people onto the same page toward a shared goal for a shared purpose helps the work move forward in a way that's clear and in a way that lessens frustration, both for you as a practitioner and for the work that you lead and for staff. So this is a moment to get clear on the why. And if you're finding that there's lots of different activities are not connected, then this is the moment to begin that work or to pick it back up. All right. Action step number three, creating a shared why is an adaptive exercise. So what that means is you're going to need the input of others to move an organization through this process. This is not something that one person can sit at their desk and write. That's the difference between an equity why and an equity statement. We know from all of the company equity statements that came out in the summer of 2020 that it's very easy to sit down and write a statement. That's not what I'm talking about. I think certainly an equity why can be reflected in an equity statement, but these are two very different things. So an equity statement, anyone, as I said, anyone can sit down, not anyone, but a person can sit at their desk, write a couple of paragraphs about their organization's racial equity commitment. And that's maybe the extent of the statement. Of course, 
I think an equity statement should go much deeper than that. And I talk about this in my course, Writing Your Organizational Equity Why, that I'll link to in the show notes. But the equity why is an adaptive exercise. And that means you're starting with a question. And that question might be, why does racial equity matter in our organization's work? It can be very simple like that. But answering it requires input from everybody. That's not a question that your comms director can answer. You need the input of of as many people in your organization as possible. And because a question is at the center of this exercise, it's adaptive in that it doesn't, you don't need something technical like data. You do need data for this exercise, but you're not trying to solve a problem like we need more data for a particular project. What you're trying to do is answer a question about who you want to be in the world, how you want to situate your work in the world. What is staff experience within your organization? So that adaptive work is critically important. And that's the third action step. I'll do a quick rewind. Action step number one, pause. Stop what you're doing and check in to be sure that the work that's happening in your organization is anchored in a shared why. Two, get clear on the why. Make sure that whatever actions or activities are happening, that they feed up into one strategic vision for equity in the organization, for equity internally, externally. Third action step is working with other people to create the shared why. All right. So those are the three action steps. And as I wrap up this episode, I want to share that there can be many reasons that an organization doesn't move forward in their equity journey. So I write about this on and on my blog, I write about racial equity stages and I'll link to it in the show notes. But there are a lot of reasons that organizations don't move forward. But when I see an organization spin, meaning they're not moving forward, having the same conversations, as I said earlier, the one thing I always look for is whether or not there's a strong equity why. And the way that you know that there's a shared ownership of the why is that everybody can speak to it. Everybody in the organization can speak to it. And an organization that's done a good bit of work, the board can speak to it. So it's a shared understanding of why the work matters, both internally and externally. So internally in terms of the staff experience, policies and practices, externally in terms of the way the organization's work is showing up in the world. And you can see that in the everyday work across the organization. It's the through line. Another step that I think is important to unpack are pockets of resistance. And I also wrote about this on my blog and I'll link to it in the show notes. I offer some strategies for encountering resistance because resistance happens. And if resistance is the reason why there isn't a shared why, then DEI leads you have to work through that because resistance does not just go away, doesn't. And there's a lot there if that's the reason that there's not a shared sense of why, or if there is a challenge with leadership and adopting a strategic vision, like those things you have to work out. And they can take a long time. And they're adaptive in the sense that wherever you are in your journey, you've bumped up into this place where you don't have a shared sense of why, or you need a stronger sense of why. So that's a pause moment, circle back and work through that issue, DEI leads. Okay, as I close this episode, I always like to leave with parting advice and or parting guidance, I should say. So my thinking around this as I part ways with you today is if you're seeing your organization stumble constantly or you're having the same conversations on repeat, take a moment to revisit your equity why. It may seem simple, particularly if you've been on the journey for a while, but it's important because even if you have a strong sense of why, be sure that it's shared. The equity why 
is one of those organizational anchors that should be revisited on a regular basis. And the chances are people that created that why, if you have one, and the narrative around it may not even be at your organization anymore. And so these kinds of commitments, the equity why, your organizational values, need to be revisited on a regular basis. So even if you have a strong sense of why, it's always important to revisit those commitments on a regular basis because they create the shared part of shared understanding. It also helps people understand what the organization is doing and why, and it helps executing the how in terms of what they're responsible for in their everyday. It makes that more clear. Okay. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about because I think it's something that people, I've seen a lots of times people just want to get into the work, but this is the work. This is part of the work. And so as always, I want to share lessons, guidance that I think can help you as you're leading DEI efforts in your organizations. All right. Take the best of care until next time. That's this week's episode of Race in the Workplace. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with a friend who may be a DEI professional who can use these strategies in their work. My hope for the podcast is that it reaches every person who needs it. Until next time, take care.